Support for this podcast and the following message come from Hulu, presenting the original documentary series, Hillary, a portrait of Hillary Rodham Clinton, featuring exclusive interviews and footage from the 2016 presidential campaign. Hillary is now streaming only on Hulu. It's New Year's Day, so it's time to make some resolutions for 2020. We'll talk about what we want to change, how we hope to improve our lives, and what we plan to do. We'll also check in on last year's resolutions just to keep ourselves honest. We'll also make some predictions for the new year, and we'll undertake the often painful job of seeing whether we got anything right 12 months ago when we did the exact same thing. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Linda Holmes. It's resolutions and predictions time once again on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, so don't go away. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Zeus Living. For trips a month long or more, stay with Zeus Living for beautiful, thoughtfully furnished homes. Zeus Homes feature kitchens equipped with the essentials, award-winning mattresses, and comfortable couches to relax on. Whether you're opening a new office, on a temporary assignment, relocating for a new job, or renovating, Zeus Living makes it easy to live where opportunity takes you. Find Zeus at ZeusLiving.com NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Hulu. From breaking news to today's biggest stories, Hulu has you covered. With Hulu Plus Live TV, you get cable news channels like CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, along with local and national network news. Stay up to date and don't miss a moment. Watch it all live on Hulu. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Regional availability and additional terms apply. Welcome back. You just met NPR Music Steve and Thompson. Also with us is Glenn Weldon of the NPR Arts Desk. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Linda. And in our fourth chair today, back for another go-round. Been doing this with us for years. We welcome back writer Kat Chow, formerly of NPR's Code Switch team. Welcome back, Kat. Hey, thank you. We're so happy to see you. It's so good of you to come back over oh. and over for this <laughs> particularly often agonizing show. My pleasure. Uh, we're going to get right into our resolutions. And the first thing we have to do, Glenn, I'm going to go to your resolution from last year. Okay. And we're going to listen back to what it was that you vowed to do uh-huh. this time last year. If it's me and I make a decision that I'm going to consume something, I tend to follow through with one exception, video games. I abandon video games all the damn time. I'm not just talking about getting to 100% completion where you get every collectible. I'm just talking about finishing the story. But on those occasions when I do make it through, it is tremendously satisfying. Mm-hmm. It, it's a rush when you see the, the credits come up. And, and you know, it's it's like anything in life. Writing is not fun, but having written is great. Yep. So I remember getting through, a long time ago, getting through a game called Ninja Gaiden 2, I think it was, which had all these terrible, for me, perilously difficult boss battles. But one that you do finally beat that boss. It's just, it's. I, I imagine this is what heroin is. Uh, <laughs> that It's just that feeling. So I am no longer going to abandon Video games in the middle, I'm going to see them all through. That's my resolution. Huh. Well, <laughs> uh, let's let's put this N.A., not applicable, because I, I just didn't really play a lot of games this year for a host of reasons. One of them, uh, we've been out of the apartment while it was getting renovated, so we were living at different places. Also... You know, my husband was away for work, like a thousand miles away, and that's when I burned through games. And now that he's back, uh, it's not my number one priority. You know, mm-hmm. he's my your number arms, one your arms are your number one priority. Well, let's see. This is good. <laughs> put a pin in that. We're coming back to that. Uh, 
So I, I still haven't finished Breath of the Wild. I still haven't finished Red Dead Redemption Two um, because games are too damn big nowadays. Can we just can we just be? <laughs> but you've but you finished Firewatch. I did finish, but that was a long time. A ago. A long time ago. Yeah, that's one time. that I'm currently working but on. See, so. that's Ooh. the kind of thing I should focus on, like mobile games. Like I'm going to get my hand on that Goose Game. Yeah, I was going to say you could probably oh gosh, finish Untitled Goose, Goose Game. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to resist getting the new Star Wars game Fallen Order. Uh, came highly recommended over Thanksgiving by my nephews, who I trust. Uh, reviews are saying it's very very difficult, and the boss battles are very, very hard. Can we just... Game designers, can we just stop with the boss battles? They're ju- it's just memorizing patterns. That's right. all it is. That's the most terrible thing about games. Inventory management, second most terrible thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I- I'm going to do it, and I'm, and I'm going to beat it this all year. All right, you That's got this. My thing. All right, well, what is your new resolution? Okay, well, um, I, I have a personal... Uh, I don't know if this is going to qualify. Personal fitness... Mm-hmm. Uh, a resolution. Sure. I am going to get at least one ab. Uh, <laughs> uh, they don't necessarily have Does to be it mine. Matter, like which ab? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, look, I have never. I am fifty-one, hell damn ass years old. Never had an ab, not a one. Uh, well, one, <laughs> one big one. But uh, you know, even when I was swimming competitively, you know, Weldon men just just carry their weight around their midsection. It's just what we do. I couldn't figure out why I was not losing the spare tire, even when I was really really active. And then I went to a Weldon family get together, and I was like, oh, here it is, <laughs> genetic destiny. But well, unfortunately, it just gets easier as you get older. See, this is the thing. I got. I, this is why I'm doing it this year, as a matter of fact. Because mm-hmm. if I don't do it now, mm-hmm. my metabolism is not getting any faster. So I am going to push through this thing. And, and actually, uh, that's my commitment uh, over the course of this year. Now, it's going to require <laughs> some sacrifice, even more sacrifice than I have been making. Because I, you know, I enjoy the occasional post-prandial tipple. I, uh, mm-hmm. I like... Uh, <laughs> Of an evening, a dry sherry, perhaps. And that's going to have to, a lot of that's going to have to go away because that's yeah. just, uh, so if that doesn't qualify, my other quick resolution is that I'll, I will start up the D&D campaign here at NPR, oh. which, oh, I, wow. which I've been promising to do, even oh. if that means I have to DM it, which I don't want to do because I know I'm a lousy DM because all I want is for my players to love me. So I just <laughs> keep, when I was a kid, I got a lot of popular kids at school. They came over to my house. We played D&D and I just kept throwing super powerful magical items at them that broke the game. I mean, at one point they killed Loth, queen of the demon wed pits. They killed a spider god, an unkillable spider god, which, you know, you're just not supposed to be able to do. The game is written, so you cannot kill her. And I had them uh, kill her wow. and, and get lots you and lots and lots of loot. You raged the game with your love. I did, I did. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to be loved. So, uh, yeah, I'm so both of those things, abs and DM, my two passions. <laughs> All right. Stephen Thompson, resolution time. You are up. First, we're going to listen to what you resolved last year. All right. I resolve to go out more and take in as much pop culture as possible with other people. Remember when we used to go to the movies together? I do remember that. Um, I used to take in a lot of this stuff kind of in collaboration with other people and then talk about it afterward instead of slinking off to press screenings and then disappearing or watching screeners in my house or on my laptop. I want to do things with other people. Now, quantifiable, you want quantifiable? I will give you one quantifiable metric by which I will judge whether this New Year's resolution was a success. In 2019, I will go to the opera. Woo! 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Win column. You can't see me holding up my hands as if to signify that I've just scored a touchdown or that someone has just scored a touchdown. Uh-huh. I We went to the opera. We, we went did. to the opera as a team uh-huh. in part because I said on this show, in 2019, I'm going to go to the opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in 2020, I resolved to acquire some expensive jewels. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We went to the opera. Yes. Uh, we saw Rigoletto yep. at the at mm. the Metropolitan Opera in uh, New York City. And you can find that episode in the feed. We did a whole show about it with our friend Trey Graham, our dear, dear opera-loving friend Trey. You've been such a smashing success <laughs> yep. in your past one. What is your next one? One thing that I also resolved to do in 2019 that I didn't do as much was take in a lot of pop culture with other people. And the one area where I've started to dip my toe in and have a tiny bit of success is going to concerts with my 15-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. She has suddenly had a huge musical awakening where she is in love with specifically the music that I listened to in college. She huh. loves Green Day. She loves Nirvana. And so we've started to like to take her to a couple of concerts. We took her to a Slater Kinney show. We took her to a Dessa show. In 2020, I resolved to take my daughter to at least one concert a month huh. for the wow, entire year. Whoa. Because because it is such an opportunity to enjoy these things together. Now, one way, for example, that we enjoyed Slater Kinney together was we got to a point at the venue where we said, okay, the show's about to begin. She handed me her phone and disappeared for 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And when the show was over and everybody was filing out of the venue, she strolled back like nothing had happened. So I don't understand the part where she gave you her phone. So I couldn't call her or track her down in Uh, any way. Holy moly. Yeah. Well, one other resolution for 2020, I intend to partake of what I am calling silent social media Saturdays. It doesn't necessarily have to be Saturday, but one day every week, I will not only not post on social media, which I take days off from that all the time, but I will not read social media for at least one day every week in 2020 in a year when which a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of things on social media, I'm trying to check out of it as much as I can. Mm, you are I, stronger than I am. I hear you. I've been I've been pulling back some from from Twitter myself, so I hear that. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, I think it is too. All right, Stephen, good job. I'm watching you. Um, <laughs> all right, Cat Chow, let us revisit your resolution from last year. This year in 2019, I want to watch every film or short that Sandra O oh was in. Oh, nice. great. Yeah. A good project. And I don't want to have to watch, watch a lot Anatomy, of good stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, hold on. <laughs> That's just too much. Then I won't do anything else. Oh, you know God. what you should do? I'll tell you what you should do. Yeah. We will have people submit the 10 Grey's Anatomy episodes Ooh, yes. featuring her yes. that you must see in order to understand what she has done on Grey's Anatomy because she was wonderful on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So we'll ask people to to tweet us at PCHH and tell us the 10 Christina Yang episodes I would love that. of Grey's Anatomy that you need to see. Because I agree, 15 yeah. or 16 seasons is a lot of Grey's <laughs> That's Anatomy. A lot. That's a lot of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and you don't have to watch until she left, but still, at the same time. But we will get people to submit some episodes for you to watch good, and we'll make you a list. I'm excited. So, I thought that this was going to be a resolution that I would 
absolutely destroy it. You know, because like we had that Michael B. Jordan year where I watched every single episode of Parenthood. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I feel like I really went in and I'm such a fan of Sandra Oh because I just I love her in everything that I've seen previously before starting this resolution. And this year, I just didn't really make the time to do it besides Killing Eve. I did rewatch the movie Meditation Park that she was in directed by Mina Shum. And I don't know, I just couldn't really get into it. I think partially because I've been working on this book and she sort of looks like my mom. And so <laughs> there is this uncanniness there that really kind of uh, makes me pause in my tracks or stop in my tracks. But uh, maybe 2020 will be the year of Sandra O oh again. I don't know. We'll hmm. see. That seems reasonable. Yeah, I think you, so. You can give it another try. Did you knock out any Grey's Anatomy episodes at all? No, I didn't. All right. Do you have a fresh resolution for 2020? I do. Okay. So... Growing up, I did not really speak Cantonese or Mandarin or any version of Chinese with my family. And that has always been something that I have wanted to try to address by, you know, taking more Chinese classes. I want to watch more movies um, directed by Hong Kong or Cantonese directors where it's in Cantonese with subtitles in English, because I think that that could be a really good way just to absorb more of the language and especially rom-coms or, you know, some mm-hmm. genre that is pretty easy to understand where, you know, maybe there is a little bit of a of a plot that is easier to digest with fewer characters. So if anybody has any suggestions for that, please tweet at me. I would love to start doing that. Cool. Excellent. So, uh, well, gee, that's everybody's resolution. <laughs> no, right? uh, all right. Uh, let's hear mine from last year. I have a couple of resolutions that are related to ones I've made in the past. I want to continue to expand the diversity of the stuff that I watch and read. Specifically, I'm trying to make sure it's inclusive of uh, Native people and people with disabilities. I think those are both populations that I have sometimes missed uh, in my efforts to broaden. But my big resolution that I would name, I was trying to figure out whether I could decide to go a year without grisly murders, uh, without watching any grisly murders. I think because of... You're you're talking about in popular Yes, exactly. (laughs) I think because of the demands of my job, I can't actually commit to not watching any grisly murders. I am going to commit to really selecting against grisly and bleak things because I don't think it's good for me mm-hmm. when I have the choice in my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to seek out books and films that uh, have other kinds of drama besides bleakness and and misery uh, that comes from violence and the mistreatment of people <laughs> because I'm really tired. So yeah, in 2019, watch and read about fewer grisly murders. That is the goal. You know, I think I did this accidentally. I don't know that I remembered that I specifically had a resolution about this, but when I look back at the things that I really loved in 2019, I do think that I largely kept out of the business of grizzly murder watching Mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible. Uh, There were exceptions when I had to see things for work. Uh, so I think I, I think I did this to some degree. Uh, I will say I particularly enjoyed following some indigenous folks on Twitter and some 
uh, disability advocates who have really helped. I don't know that I've done as much um, taking in of of people's work as I ultimately want to do, but definitely ha- uh, that has been helpful to kind of broaden my perspective. So that I, that I did do, and I did that one quite mindfully. I did that one mm-hmm. uh, intentionally, remembering that resolution. So for this year, I recently either saw a conversation on Twitter or read something where somebody was talking about a phenomenon that I have noticed in myself, which is we have reached a point where there is so much new content available that all I want to do is watch things I've already seen Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it expands and expands and expands. And then it's so overwhelming that you just collapse in on yourself and watch the same season of SVU that you've already seen. Uh, (laughs) It's like when you're, for example, (laughs) speaking of trying to watch fewer groups murders. Yeah. I'm doing a poor job in the sense that I still do watch a lot of Law and Order. It's like when your house is so messy that all you can do is take a nap. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. and it's it's sort of it's a specific phenomenon I've started to talk to people about where people are marathoning shows they've already seen mm. because it's hard to pick something. So I'm not necessarily trying to get rid of the marathon. I'm trying to get rid of the already been there a thon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying not to lose hours uh, and hours just binging things I know I've already seen or already seen in some cases more than once. Because you can really just turn on those Law and Order marathons or uh, Hallmark movie marathons. Well, I might make an exception for Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. I mean, come on, man. But within reason. Is there a metric here? Is there like, how can you measure? (sighs) The metric, let's see. What would I call the metric? I am going to try to watch no more than two episodes of Law and Order in a row. That's a good one. For all of 2020. I like it. Solid. I like that. Well, I'm going to make it until and that January kind of 3rd. fits into the 2019 one too. Yes, so yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's my resolution. Okay, we want to hear about your resolutions for 2020. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/pchh or on Twitter at pchh. When we come back, we're going to make our predictions for the new year. So stick around. Support also comes from Ally. You work hard to stay on top of the latest in pop culture. But does your money work hard for you, or is it just being lazy? Make your money work harder than ever with Ally's new smart savings tools. Bucket your savings for the things that matter most, analyze your spending, and save automatically, all on top of a competitive rate. Because your money should work as hard as you do. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit Ally.com for more info. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Did you get a smart speaker for a gift over the holidays? Well, consider it the gift that keeps on giving, right? Because it can help you keep up with the news. Just say, play NPR to hear your local NPR station and all your favorite NPR shows as well. Welcome back. Now it's time to make some pop culture predictions. Glenn, uh, before we make our prediction... We are going to listen to last year's uh, prediction. This is always an agonizing moment yeah, for yeah, all yeah, of us, so I'm I'm with you. Hubris. Uh, all right, here is Glenn's prediction for 2019. Captain America is going to die, you guys. There's no other way around it. In Avengers Endgame, uh, just narratively, it's inevitable. They're going to bring everybody back. Spoiler. They're going to bring all these superheroes that vanished in the Great Snapture. And when you do that, when you hit the reset button like that... Even if there's, you know, all kinds of plot mechanics in the way, it just doesn't, it's not satisfying. So there have to be sacrifices. And who 
in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe is made to make a sacrifice, Steve Rogers, Captain America. In Infinity War, over and over again, he kept saying, we don't trade life for life. We don't trade life for life. But the story of, of Steve Rogers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that he's got this moral center, which is inflexible, and the universe around him rubs up against that and, and, and tries to change him. So I think he works best as an inspiration. He's kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Superman. And if he does sacrifice himself while saving the universe, it will call back to his very first appearance in Captain America, the first Avenger. When we meet this character, what he does uh, as a skinny, CGI skinny Steve Rogers is mm -hmm. throw himself on a what turns out to be a fake grenade to save the recruits around him. Mm -hmm. So Captain America is going to die 100%, 90% chance Iron Man also buys it. Uh, before we give the, right. the update, I'll just spoiler say alert. spoiler alert. Yep. Feel free to use your 30 second skip button, this time only. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you would like to skip past this. So, Glenn, yes, the, how, did, how did it go? The outcome of the number one movie on the planet. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's no getting around it. I beefed it. Totally beefed it. Uh, 100% Captain America. No. Uh, I did say 90% Iron Man, so I was halfway there. The logic that I laid out there was airtight. It really was. But it was really good. what I neglected is that uh, Iron Man kind of started the MCU, so when he goes out, that phase of the MCU goes. Yeah. There's a symmetry to that. There's a bookended nature to that. Well, and I also would say he, Steve did kind of make a sacrifice in the sense that he absented himself sure. from the world for a period of time. Right, and the way he did that was by giving himself something that he didn't get before. So the act of self-sacrifice starts his career and an act of rewarding himself ends it. There's a symmetry there. Yeah. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. Beefed it. All right. Well, you took a big swing. You mm. were bold mm. and wrong. Yeah. Uh, all right, Glenn. What's your prediction? My life story, bold and wrong. <laughs> what's your prediction for 2020? The streaming wars will get their first major casualty. I actually uh, thought about making this my prediction. I didn't do it. Some big streaming service is going to go under. Not wow. not like Acorn TV, not Fritbox, but it's one of the biggies. Uh, the last time one folded was Filmstruck back in 2018, and... The reason I think this is going to happen again is because the cause of that was just the way that Warner's Media restructured. So, like, everything kind of went higgly-piggly on mm -hmm. them. It wasn't fault of theirs. There was nothing wrong with their plan. It's just that other things impinged. Yeah. We are living in a ceaseless churn of mergers and acquisitions and restructurings, and this is just going to keep happening. So all of these, these streaming services are going to keep running into that. And at some point this year, a big one's going to go down. I like it. I endorse it, unless cool. it's wrong, in yeah. which case I, I don't at all. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Glenn. Steven, I want to go back to your prediction for last year. Let's hear it. I think Best Picture will be the favorite. I think Album of the Year will be Casey Musgraves. Because I love both that movie and that album, I have to predict for the Super Bowl, Bears over Patriots, because yeah. the universe has to balance out in terrible, terrible ways. Finally, from my lips to God's ears, I predict the collapse of Facebook. Huh. Oh, interesting. I am... I'm down for that. Coupled with the rise of a new and uh, more idealistic social media giant, perhaps, coupled with the, kind of the cleaving of the internet into different camps, kind of the way you see the cleaving of people into different camps on cable news, uh -huh. uh, I uh -huh. see the rise of another social media force that kind of causes Facebook to 
suffer some of the effects experienced by something like MySpace. You're already seeing glimmers of this where like, you've got that one woke friend who's like managed to delete their Facebook page. I think you're going to see more of a push toward people just getting off of Facebook, trying to distance themselves from social media in general, but really pulling away from Facebook as any kind of a community online. I want to give some sort of quantifiable metric for that. I'm going to say that Facebook's stock, which has already dropped some this year, drops 30% in 2019. Wow. This was very concrete. That was very specific. That was very specific. That was very specific. That was very specific. That was very Look, in fairness to your prediction, uh-huh. I do. I think am on Facebook less, but I do think a lot of people are on Facebook a lot less. Yeah, I do think that is happening. If there you... was that shift where a lot of people were deactivating and posting about it. Yeah. I mean... mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So I made four predictions. It's like a flip of the coin if you had a four-sided coin. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, the Casey Musgraves did, in fact, win Album of the Year. Best Picture went to Green Book. Uh, Super Bowl was Patriots over Rams in a really boring game. And no, that did not happen with Facebook. So no. I'm going to try. I'm going to get get back on the old old horse and uh, and try it again. Stephen, I mean, in your defense, there are a lot of other things like TikTok, which yeah. I'm obsessed with sure. but don't quite understand, which sure. I understand is what the youth love. <laughs> <laughs> so I do feel like there are other things that are starting to maybe fill some of the shoes of Facebook. That's true. I... I... I, I think that prediction is only part wrong. Yeah. Is I it mean, is it culturally shifting toward goodness? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I yeah, mean I, I decency, no. no. But TikTok, no. maybe. <laughs> I, no, I never, I, I, I never should have suggested yeah. that decency would play a role in anything. <laughs> I, I hear you. One can hope. Though. All right, buddy. What's on deck for 2020? Well, since it's tradition, I'll do Oscars, Grammys, Super Bowl. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, I think will win Best Picture. It is a mm. love letter to old Hollywood. Yep. What could be a bigger slice of uh, of Oscars cat? For album of the year, I'm going to say Billie Eilish over Lizzo. Afterward, they team up and do a remix together because that's how how things go. And for Super Bowl, I'm going to say Ravens over Seahawks. Um, As for my other prediction, I predict... I keep going hopeful with these, and maybe that says something about my uh, about my personality that I keep being hopeful and wrong. Mm-hmm. But I predict mm-hmm. a f- certain amount of knocking down of barriers to women in music, particularly in the fields of country music and hip hop. Hmm. Country radio is famously dominated by what's known as bro country, a bunch of dudes with uh, one syllable in their first and last name singing about uh, tight fitting clothing, and that you have all these amazing women in country who have a hard time getting played on the radio. I think. Some of that will ease up in 2020. My metric is an album of the year nomination for the singer Ashley McBride, who I've celebrated on this show before. Uh, She has a new album coming out next year. I predict it will be nominated for album of the year in the Grammys. And I'm going to go ahead for hip hop. I'm going to say an album of the year nomination for Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, very nice. I like it. It's concrete. It's bold. And it doesn't doesn't rely. Well, it relies (laughs) partly on goodness, but that could also be mercenary. So, yeah. Yeah. So that would still count. <laughs> Thank you very much, buddy. Cat uh, Chow, it is time to turn our lonely eyes to you. Mm. Uh, what is Cat's prediction for 2019? What was it? I predict that The Good Place, which is a TV show that I started watching accidentally because someone told me to watch This Is Us. Uh, <laughs> you trade it up. Yes, you I sure trade did. it up, I guess. Um, I predict that for the Golden Globes, it'll get best TV show slash comedy, or maybe mm-hmm, that's something mm-hmm. that I hope. From your lips to God's ears. I mm-hmm. Yes, fingers crossed. 
And I also predict that this book by the poet Ocean Wong is going to do really well. So the book is called On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. Ocean is this amazing poet where his first book of poetry, Night Sky with Exit Wounds, it it just blew me away. And already the book has been getting a lot of buzz. It's a novel. It's about a young Vietnamese American boy who kind of comes to terms with his identity. I just see it getting long listed for a National Book Award for fiction and other things. And I I feel like it's going to get a lot of acclaim. And it comes out in June of 2019. Okay, let's start the second one, spot on. Yes. Spot on. Spot so happy. On. So happy for Ocean. It was such a good book. I hope that listeners, you have read it. The other thing that is really neat is that Ocean and I actually, I didn't mention it last year, but we went to the same high school, but did not know each other, did not have, uh, we had two two years of overlap, but did not know each other. So Ocean Vong was long listed for mm-hmm. a National Book Award yep. for Fiction, which is amazing. And he also won a MacArthur Genius Grant. That's pretty good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really happy about that one. You were like one. super right. Thank you. I don't know. I, I think I do feel what Stephen was saying before, which is that for these predictions, they're always so hopeful. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> like, please let the thing I love yeah. really, really do well. And the good placing didn't happen. Yeah. No. So what is uh, what do you have for 2020? What's your prediction? So... This is a very specific one also. I recently started following Michelle Kwan on Instagram and have, you know, really enjoyed her posts. She does this really wonderful thing where she um, puts on rollerblades and goes to an empty parking lot and does her freestyle skating. And she was also on Queer Eye as a special guest this past year. So my prediction is that next year, her lifestyle brand is just going to emerge in some way. Maybe it's a Netflix deal. Maybe it's a cooking show because she'll post a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, Or maybe it's just kind of becoming more of a presence again because Michelle Kwan had a political career after her figure skating one. And I am just partially excited, but also genuinely think that maybe she will, I I don't know, that she's working on something. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting Things from Michelle indeed. Kwan. Right. Yeah, I like President it. President Kwan. <laughs> I like it. There was another one, which uh, there was another prediction that I had that is much more tangible, which is Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. I think, slash I want, slash I really actually do think that he is going to get Best Director for either a Golden Globe or um, an Oscar. I think that's mm-hmm. extremely, extremely plausible. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Very plausible. All right. Thank you very much, Kat. My prediction. Go ahead, Jessica. Netflix is trying to eat everybody's lunch. That's mm-hmm. the that's yeah. the rule of Netflix. If you're out there making money, they're trying to figure out how to eat your lunch. I think the next thing for them is live sports, uh, uh-huh. just because oh, wow. other places make a lot of money off of it. Now, Netflix has not gone to live stuff yet that I can think of, but... Hulu has, and some of the other places have, and Jessica was helping me think through what would be the most likely sport for them to get into. High lie. We decided soccer. They're going to get into soccer because it's a global brand, and on a global scale, you're by far best off working with soccer. So I am going to boldly predict that you will see the beginning of movement. I don't know, you know, how close they'll get, but some kind of movement this year for Netflix to get into live sports. It's a bold prediction. It, it is a bold That is prediction. very bold. Yes. But that is what I'm going with. But it, the metric is if, if there's even a press release, you win. <laughs> so. 
Not even a press release. Well, no. Not even anything. I no. really liked this prediction. I liked it too, I really too, thought man. it was going to happen. Really, it's Jessica's fault. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, so what I will say is there continues to be a lot of movement toward kind of getting live events off of exclusively broadcast. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned in there, Hulu has live sports and they have run a lot of very specific promos about the fact that they have live sports. There's a lot of around like ESPN Plus and all these other streaming services. There's a lot of movement, but not from Netflix, which was sort of the heart and soul of my my (laughs) prediction. So it was a complete and total and utter whiff. And so I'm going to try to make it easier for myself this year Mm -hmm. it's a compact prediction very simple idea three (laughs) words baby yoda movie (sighs) an announcement or some kind of some kind of rumor or announcement of a baby yoda movie if you have been watching the mandalorian on uh, disney plus or even if you haven't you have probably seen the little thing that is not a baby, Yoda. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, a thing. Yoda. Yeah. It's a thing that looks like Yoda, but it's small. But it drinks tea, so it's not a baby. It walks around <laughs> and drinks tea. Resolved. Baby Yoda is neither a baby nor Yoda. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> Issue number one. <laughs> now, it's possible that baby Yoda will burn very bright mm-hmm. and then be forgotten. But likely. that doesn't happen in Star Wars, no. really. People still care about Boba Fett, man. Sure. Still see been... those porg dolls everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. those have both been quite a while. Just right now, there are little porg things that you can buy mm-hmm. that are to put on the top of a pie. Um, <laughs> that's a true fact. Baby Yoda movie. Now, it might be a Disney Plus only ah, okay. movie. Mm-hmm. That counts. All right, it's a caveat. Good. So this is going to be, this is gonna be like Olaf, Olaf's big adventure. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it does not have to be a theatrical release in the Star Wars either thing or the big thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it can be streaming still counts. So Baby Yoda movie. Baby Yoda movie. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Mark it. Love it. <laughs> All right, and that is my prediction for 2020. Uh, We want to hear, of course, your predictions for 2020. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCHH. Come to us on Twitter at PCHH. That does bring us to the end of our show. You can follow Kat at Kat Chow. Thanks to all of you for being here, especially you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR for another year. If you have a second, please subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash popculturenewsletter. We will see you all right back here on Friday. <laughs>